The Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Jesus stood before the governor, Pontius Pilate, who questioned him. Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, You say so. And when he was accused by the chief priests and the elders, he had no answer. Then Pilate said to him, Do you not hear how many things they are testifying against you? But he did not answer him one word, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Now on the occasion the feast of the governor was accustomed to release to the crowd one prisoner whom they wished. And at that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they assembled, Pilate said to them, Which one do you want me to release to you, Barabbas or Jesus called Christ? For he knew that it was out of envy that they had handed him over. While he was still seated on the bench and his wife sent him a message, have nothing to do with that righteous man. I suffered much in a dream today because of him. The chief priests and the elders persuaded the crowds to ask for Barabbas, but destroyed Jesus. The governor said in reply, Which of the two do you want me to release to you? They answered, Christ. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with Jesus called Christ? They all said, but he said, Why? What evil has he done? They only shouted the louder. When Pilate saw that he was not succeeding at all, but that a riot was breaking out instead, he took water and washed his hands in the sight of the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. Look to it yourselves. And the whole crowd said in reply, Then he released Barabbas to them, but after he had Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus inside the praetorium and gathered the whole cohort around him. They stripped off his clothes and threw a scarlet military cloak about him. Wearing crowns of thorns, they placed it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, They spat upon him and took the reed and kept striking him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the cloak, dressed him in a, his own clothes, and led him out to crucify him. As they were going, they met a Cyrenian named Simon. This man they pressed into service to carry his cross. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull, they gave Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he had tasted it, he refused to drink. After they had crucified him, they divided his garments by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And they placed over his head the written charge against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Two revolutionaries were crucified with him, one on his right and the other on the left. Those passing by him, shaking their heads, saying, 
Likewise, the chief priests with the scribes and the elders mocked him and said, revolutionaries who were crucified with him also kept abusing him in the same way. From noon onward, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And about three o'clock, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of the bystanders who heard it said, Immediately, one of them ran to get a sponge. He soaked it in wine and putting it on a reed, gave it to him to drink. But the rest said, But Jesus cried out again in a loud voice and gave up his spirit. And behold, the veil of the sanctuary was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth quaked, rocks were split, tombs were open, and the bodies of many saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming forth from their tombs after his resurrection, they entered the holy city and appeared to many. The centurion and the men with him who were keeping watch over Jesus feared greatly when they saw the earthquake and all that was happening, and they said, The Gospel of the Lord. Deep within the human heart, everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be, in some shape or form, affirmed. Everybody, in some shape or form, wants to make history wants to be part of history, wants to be remembered. Yesterday, obviously, there was the final four. We talked about last week about March Madness and how there's March Madness and the world speaking of the basketball tournament, which is good. There's nothing wrong with a basketball tournament. But there's a greater March Madness that happens every year, which is the madness of God's love for you, me, and all humanity. And yesterday, a player for San Diego State hit a shot of buzzer beater. Boom, one, made history all over. No matter where you go, paper and news, you can't get away from it. This week coming up, we're gonna hear all about what it's gonna be like for people who have worked their whole life to be able to make history, to finally make it to the golf tournaments of all golf tournaments. And the golfers know what I'm talking about. And that this is the week of the, the masters. It's masters week. And so we're gonna hear so much this week about masters week and all these things where we all have a tendency to wanna chase after. I wanna be part of history. I, I got a ticket and I'm gonna go to the masters. That's okay, I've been to the masters. But we're all invited into this week to be part of and we are part of 
and everyone is part of salvation history. This week is about salvation history. And whether we may find ourselves engaged or not engaged or here on Palm Sunday or people who may be far, far away from God, they too are about salvation history. And this week, my brothers and sisters in Christ, is not Master's Week. It is the Master's Week. So if you run into someone this week that speaks about Master's Week, talk to them. That's good. It's, did you know it's the Master's Week? Jesus Christ, who's the Lord of life and history, that the second reading spoke about that every knee will bend before at the end of time. All knees will bend. And so we are not on the sidelines. We are not just spectators. We are participants in salvation history. Receiving of the palms coming in and the procession in and all that, where were we in that moment that happened in one moment in time? You and me and all humanity were in the sacred heart of Jesus. As he rode that beast of burden, that camel, that not camel, but mule into the heavenly Jerusalem, into Jerusalem. And he had his heart and his sights on Calvary. So what is the message for this week for you and me? Something to hold on, something that we can hold on to. It's this, my brothers and sisters in Christ. And this is what Christianity is all about. This is what Jesus came to show you and me and all humanity. It is through the cross to the red resurrection, per crucem ad lucem. There is no resurrection without the cross. And we, like St. Paul, we preach Christ crucified. We preach Christ crucified. Let's put it up on the screen, please. We preach Christ crucified. We proclaim Christ crucified as stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. Think of the gospel today that you replied to and all of us have replied to in our life that sense of if you are who you are, come down of that cross. The world wants to mock Jesus. The world wants to distract us. From what? The greatest love story in all of history. Salvation history. This week is all about turning our gaze to the beloved one who went to the cross for you, for me, and for all humanity. He's the one who said, anybody who wishes to come after me and be my disciple must take up their cross daily and follow me. He's the one who said, pray for those who persecute you and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad because what? Your names will be written in heaven. The greatest threat to this week to Christians to live this week is activism, is to live in the future which can rob us from the present, to live so much in the future and to have our gaze, which is a beautiful thing. We are an Easter people. We are an Easter people. But we are an Easter people who live all too often, my brothers and sisters in Christ, in a good Friday world, 
And if we wanna know Jesus Christ, if we wanna follow Jesus Christ, he who is the way, it is the royal way of the cross. It is to see our Savior who went like a silent lamb, who went like a silent lamb to the cross for you, me, and all humanity. To see the love of Christ in what he did for us this week. We, my brothers and sisters of Christ, to truly be followers of Jesus Christ, we, we preach Christ crucified. That it wasn't the nails that kept him on the cross, it was his love for you, me, and all humanity. So that in some way, shape, or form, through this experience of Holy Week, through the Master's Week, something may be stirred up in our heart, a desire may be stirred up into our heart anew to not just follow a catchy slogan of our time, you be you, you be you, but you be you in imitating Jesus Christ. You be you as a follower of our Savior. You see, the challenge for our times is, and I'm not saying it, St. John Paul II said it in the 80s. He said the greatest sin of modern man is this, the denial of sin. The denial of sin. You, you be you. You be you and do what you want to. The denial of sin. If there is no sin, there is absolutely no need for a savior. And Christianity makes no sense. So what are we called to do? We're called to imitate Jesus. And we're called to stand in the breach of sin. Sin, we can make a difference. When someone strikes you on the right cheek, offer them your left. A Christian stops it right there. A Christian stands up and says, this may happen, but I am, I'm gonna stop it with the love that Christ taught me. But if we don't come to know this Jesus who walked the walk, this Jesus who went to the cross out of love, not just for those who were his friends, but also for those who were his enemies. If we don't know Jesus, how can we imitate Jesus? Here's my invitation for you and me this week, my brothers and sisters in Christ. In what way, and we do, some are gonna be traveling. Some may have responsibilities like work, obviously. The start of the week for some may be school. Families are coming in and activities are happening where homes need to be prepared. But the question for you and me is, can we in some way, shape, or form accompany the master this week? Accompany the master this week to not whisk past Holy Thursday in which Jesus institutes the Eucharist, institutes the priesthood, shows his apostles where they didn't understand that he's going somewhere that they can't go now, but they will soon after follow. All of the apostles were martyrs for the faith, laid down their life like Jesus. John was a white martyr. He died of old age. 
So can we accompany Jesus through Holy Thursday in some way, shape, or form, even if we can't make Mass wherever we are? Can we read the readings? Can we call to mind the evening Holy Thursday? This is a holy night. This is the Passover of the Lord. This is where Jesus enters into this holy moment. Good Friday. Good Friday, if you come to the church, the tabernacle will be open. The altar cloth will be stripped. Everything will be off. It'll be, if you haven't experienced the Holy Triduum, the three days leading up to Easter, I invite you to be part of that if you're in, in town. Come with your family. We have an outdoor stations of the cross. Just come and do it in the morning. Do it in the afternoon. Do it in the evening. Walk those steps with Jesus and teach your children. Talk to him about what he did for us on Good Friday. Accompany Jesus on the way of the cross. Holy Saturday, we had Saturday morning. Can we be with our mother Mary? Mary who waited patiently Saturday morning, that first Holy Saturday, waited on the promise of the Lord. Something's gonna happen, John, I don't know. Something's gonna happen, James, I don't know. Something's gonna happen, Peter. Peter, it's okay, Jesus will forgive you. You denied him three times, but Peter, hang on. Something's gonna hope with Mary. And then enter into the, the, the beauty of the Easter liturgy. An Easter season, my brothers and sisters in Christ, that goes for 50 days, 10 more days than Lent, so we can celebrate with the church, celebrate our Lord's resurrection, celebrate Jesus who went through the cross to the resurrection for you, for me, and for all humanity. Amen.